6 o'clock on the West Coast, 9 o'clock on the East Coast, 2 p.m. in London town. And in Malaysia, as usual, it's 1976, which is the year I graduated from high school. How scary is that? Hello, everyone. Welcome. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants, but I don't wear pants most of the day. In fact, last time I had pants on was the last time I went to the office. Mohaned, hello to Saudi Arabia. Thanks for checking in tonight. Greetings, and uh, he sends out his greetings to travelers near and far. We are triple casting. We are live on Facebook. The page is called I'm Not Wearing Pants, <clears throat> if it's easier for you to find us there. On Jay Sheldon's YouTube channel, where, thank you, we just got a new subscriber over there. Appreciate it. Please, uh, even if you're watching on Facebook or Twitch.tv, if you wouldn't mind, do me a favor. I hate to ask much of you, but pop over to our YouTube channel. It's Jay Sheldon. <clears throat> Easy to find. You'll see this ugly face. And uh, and give us a subscribe. I appreciate that. Uh, their algorithms depend on subscriptions on YouTube. Everybody's different. Facebook, it's likes and shares. So if you're on Facebook... Please like and share. Twitch.tv, I don't know what the hell the algorithms do over there. But um, subscribers are important. And thank you. We've got some new subscribers too. I just reached, ding, 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 100 subscribers on Twitch.tv. Thank you. Thank you so much. Arigato gozaimasu. Um, yeah, uh, that's so cool. I got a hundred subscribers. Thank you very much on twitch.tv. It's Jay Sheldon. No pants is the channel there. Subscribe, like, share, comment, bitch and complain, whatever you want to do. That's fine with me. I don't mind. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. It calls for a celebration. You're right. And well, I was going to do it anyway, but tonight we start a brand new book. We finished on uh, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz last stream. Tonight, we start Lewis, Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. <clears throat> we'll have the very first chapter of that coming up. Hey, over on Facebook, Derek Quack has popped in, said, looking good, mate. Thank you very much. You are looking good yourself. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining the stream. Like and share and subscribe and all those things. Uh, and last but not least, one one final little like, uh, one ask, I should say. I don't like to put a lot of ask out there. Invis Toby, you made it. Thank you very much. Hello from twitch.tv. Uh, I am seeing chats from all three places, YouTube, Facebook, twitch.tv. Um, so they all come up on my software. I usually read them, even if you're talking amongst yourselves, which feel free to do. You don't have to listen to me. Talk amongst yourselves. We'll just call it a chat room. And uh, <laughs> stepdad turned off the electric, and it turned off my upstairs. He's turned off the electrical. What would he do that for? Anyway. Okay. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. One last ask. And I don't like to make a lot of asks because, you know, and that's right here. Right there. If you're on twitch.tv, you can see it if you're on YouTube or on Facebook, but it doesn't work. On twitch.tv, that's actually a link. If you're on Facebook, you boop up there is another link. And you click that, 
You click the amount you'd like to donate to the stream. Several people have, and I appreciate it very much. Thank you so much for uh, helping defray the costs of putting this show on three times a week. Uh, let's see, we're Tuesdays, Thursdays, and of course, today, we're Saturdays. Um, we we talked about, in fact, I put on the uh, on the description to the stream, uh, Miko Watch. <laughs> now, she's not coming on the show tonight. She's busy uh, fighting with my other half downstairs. So, and she's damn tired because we just got back Literally just. I didn't know if I was going to make it on tonight. We just got back from Dessa Park City, which is a very cool mini shopping mall, restaurant area, and a huge park with a beautiful lake. And it's entirely dog friendly. So, and Miko loves it. I got pictures. I got video. I'll share those coming up shortly on the stream. It's very cool. Um, sorting out some electric lights and had to turn it off so we didn't get electrocuted. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> All right. Um, so anyway, yes, we're going to do that. Uh, we, we will do that in just a little bit. But I did want to um, I did want to move on and talk about a couple of things that came up in my timeline this week that frankly really pissed me off. Um, yeah. Uh, you didn't get very far with art. Oh, yeah, if suddenly your machine had died. Speaking of suddenly your machine dying, my extra monitor suddenly just died. Oh, there it goes. Okay. Man, I hope this still worked. Let me see. If I see... Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> no, don't move that. Oi, sorry. Bear with me. Okay. Do you know who this guy is? Do you know that guy? This was a toy when I was a kid and I was a kid like eight and a half million years ago, there's rock formations that are probably younger than I am. But this toy is called Mr. Potato Head. It's yes, the potato do well from Toy Story, but trust me well before Toy Story was ever even a thing, probably before the guy who wrote it was even born there was a toy. It's a plastic toy, and all those little parts. Let me let me turn my mouse on here. All the the ears, the hat, the eyebrows, the eyeballs, the mustache, the nose, the feet, the hands. What you wind up with is just basically a potato, and then it comes with all these different kinds of ears and noses and eyes, and you stick them on, and you make different characters. But it's Mr. Potato Head, that's what it was always called. Well, in our ridiculous, insane, stupid, is it, is it cancel culture? I guess it's cancel culture. We have to be so non-gender specific these days. Um, yeah, it was a real toy way before there was ever a, a film. Um, oh, I, let me just quickly take a break because it came up in the chat. Uh, and Viz, Viz Toby had the vaccine, the COVID-19 vaccine, and everything seems to be fine. He says no side effects, just an itchy arm. That is very good news. Glad to hear that. Hope it stays that way. Okay, back to this stupidity. In this cancel culture, nothing can be gender specific. We aren't all born a boy or a girl, and you can pick whatever you want and all that other ridiculousness that we're 
going way over the top. Look, transgendered people exist and they are very real and they deserve every bit of respect that, you know, but there are, there are things where we've just gone too freaking far and this is one of them. Is it Hasbro that makes us? Yes, Hasbro. Let me just read this. I'm sure you've read it already. Mr. Potato Head is no longer Mr. Potato Head. Hasbro has decided to gender neutral Mr. Potato Head so kids can create same-sex families. From now on, they will be known as Potato Head. And the change will appear on boxes this year. Look, believe me, I am all for same-sex families. I got no problem with that whatsoever. However, you want to make a same-sex Mr. Potato Head, buy a couple of Mr. Potato Heads and put the two guys together and pretend like they're building a life together. Or make Mrs. Potato Head with, you know, because I think they have accessories where it can become a, a girl also. So anyway, yeah, um, Going too far, kids can make them whatever they want. And why change what's already there just to make them gender neutral? Because ridiculous companies like Hasbro thinks they have to, you know, bend and kowtow instead of saying, you know what, it's Mr. Potato Head. It's been Mr. Potato Head for like 50 over years. It's going to stay Mr. Potato Head. You want a Mrs. Potato Head? There's accessories. You can make one. You can, in fact... Mr. Potato Head is probably the most gender fluid toy on the market because whatever you stick on the potato is what gender you can make it. Duh. I can't. I, I just can't. Let's move on. This one will really tick you off. I really hope you can hear this. I'm hoping the sound comes out. Let me know, please, in the chat if the sound comes out. Just so you, hold on. Yeah, next time you go and get your prescription, remember who you're making rich. Let me know if there's no sound. You can read the subtitles. Okay, sorry, no sound. Read the subtitles. This was some sort of testimony in front of some government agencies. I'm sorry, I wish I could get this audio to work. She asked him, do you know what this number is? Does it ring any bells? <laughs> that was his compensation in 2017 for being CEO of Celgene. 200 times the average American income. 300 times 
what the average senior gets on Social Security. Take a look at this. Of that 13 million, 2.1 million came from the company hitting yearly earning targets. Read, read the subs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she cuts him off. Check this out. How much he personally got over two years because Celgene raised the price of one drug. I guess you did. She does. Half a million dollars by tripling the price of Revlimid. The drug didn't get any better. The cancer patients didn't get any better. He got better at making money. Billion. Brutal. Brutal. Unbelievable. And this goes on a lot. Unbelievable. My understanding, too, is that this new president has just done something about the, uh, the price of um, uh, insulin, if I'm not mistaken, which I think had gone way down. So, hey, Darren has liked the screen. Thank you, Darren. Ciao. Thanks for traveling along with us tonight. Um, yeah, it's my understanding. I don't know that for a fact. I saw that, I believe, somewhere that there is some executive order, this moron sign, that has now undone the uh, price of insulin, which was apparently had, had come up, had come down to quite reasonable amounts. It was ridiculously high for, for diabetics and people who need insulin. Um, so yeah, American health prices that people shouldn't have to pay just to live. You are exactly right. Look, we don't do a whole lot of politics on this show, but those two things hit me, uh, this week. Uh, and I just, I, I had to chat about it because it really pissed me off. Oh, there you go. Moving on to more fun things, shall we? Let's, <laughs> I, I, I will occasionally hit something heavy and talk about something that really ticks me off. If it does, I don't mind doing that. Absolutely, we will we will put that as part of the show, and uh, sometimes we'll talk about Miko, and sometimes we'll talk about the ridiculously high drug prices. Okay, uh, let's see. Where else are we going to go to? I know we're going to go to Facebook review. Yeah, here we go. Bonk. Uh, I put this up earlier uh, in the week. Let me just move it over so it's there. We go. A little more. Uh, front and center. Now, since I know that sound is not working, I'm not really going to bother to play this because you have no sound. This is a, a commercial I did for Burger King. Um, I forget how many years ago it was. Oh, 2014. Oh my God. Uh, I directed the commercial um, with uh, Shiroko production. And uh, wow, that was 24, six, seven, eight years ago. Holy crap. And that is uh, Charlie, my stuntman. He is a Thai American guy. Fantastic guy. What a talent. 
Um, and he is, um, yeah, let's, Darren says, let's do some wrong Osley shit. <laughs> Good idea. Anyway, it's just, I'm running this in the background. There's a great soundtrack. I wish you could hear it. Here, you hear? We had him running around the rooftops of uh, Kuala Lumpur. So, yeah, that was uh, that was fun. <clears throat> that was a blast. Uh, what else happened? Oh, the full moon. Oh, my God, how could I forget this? It's kind of full moon again tonight because technically the actual full moon uh, was at 8.16 or something a.m. this morning. Uh, and uh, the sun was up, so I don't think probably you still see it. But it's it's... It was waxing and waning, and and it's waning, waning, right? That's when it's after the technical moment it becomes full. Um, I think it's called it's waxing up to and then waning. Wax on, wax off. And uh, so the waning moon, it's still very bright. I wish I could get a camera out there live and show it to you. It's In fact, if you go out this door here, let me just switch cameras. That, that's a shot from last night. It's also a 3D shot, so it kind of messed up the roundness of the moon. If you go out this door here, there's a stairway. Let's see. I can show you. Yeah, see that? You go down the stairs, and there's a landing, and then you go down the rest of the stairs. Well, right at the landing is this enormous, giant window. It's three-quarters of the size of the house. And um, the moon, at this time, when it's full, is right outside that window. I mean, obviously not right outside the window. But it's it's framed in the window, and it is absolutely beautiful. The moonlight comes through the window, hits the stairs, gorgeous. Uh, and it's doing that right now. I, like I said, I, I probably should have set it up beforehand and stuck the thing. But you know how the moon never shows good on cameras unless you've got the right lenses? Anyway, uh, that is the, uh, that's the shot of the moon from, uh, from last night uh, that was just outside my house. It's amazing. I found this yesterday, and I'm hooked. In fact, if I wasn't streaming right now, I'd be watching this. Uh, it's on Netflix, Age of Samurai, Battle for Japan. I watched one and a half episodes last night because I, I only just found it. Um, it is incredible. Highly recommend. If you have Netflix, check it out. It's called Age of Samurai. It's a docudrama because it's done in documentary and they interview uh, people um historians and all J J japanese historians uh, but at the same time they reenact battles and scenes during the documentary while they tell the stories so that's docudrama it's really well done uh it's incredible do watch it if you can this is what I woke up to this morning. This is out in my front yard along with my bonsai. Uh, I have a big, big, huge pot full of uh, lotus. And um, moonstruck, Darren said. Did you know in Latin, lunatic means to be touched by the moon? Yes, indeed, I did know that. Luna, lunatic is, uh, yeah. Lunatic means someone who's, and you know, it's, if I'm not mistaken, there's some science, some research that actually shows that people do act differently during full moons. 
what it has to do with, whether it's a gravitational pull or, and police departments will tell you, uh, I know I used to work in one, uh, that the amount of crazies and weird calls and 911 calls that people are there 911, here 999, the, the, the wackos that call during full moons, the scale goes like, and then afterwards back down again. So it, it does indeed, the Luna tends to tick us. We are, we become a bit of a lunatic. Anyway, this is what I woke up to this morning. If I click on this full screen, I'm going to have to change things because hold on, let me move this over. There you go. One of my lotus bloomed. I thought it was going to bloom for the last day of Chinese New Year, which is Chop Gomei, which is kind of Chinese Valentine's Day, not February 14th, the 15th day of Chinese New Year, which is the last day of Chinese New Year, known as Chop Gomei. But I missed it by one day. So this morning, the bud finally popped. And it was absolutely gorgeous. It's one of those million-leaved lotus. There's all different kinds of lotus. Some are only five leaves. Some, like this species, has, it's, I think it's called a thousand-leaf uh, lotus. It's not a thousand leaves, but that's just what they call it. Um, yeah, higher rates of crime and stuff like that. You're exactly right doing a, during a full moon. Look at the color. This thing is just, in fact, it's still, it, the wind is still incredibly heavy these days, the last few days. And the, the wind actually knocked it over. Uh, it's still standing. It's still blooming. But I think because of that, it's just not going to last that long. Here's a short video that I took this morning of it. It's absolutely stunning. And then the, the, the sad but beautiful, I guess, part is the whole thing lasts for just about a day. If you get really lucky, maybe you get two days off of it. Ivan, following, I'm not wearing pants. Thank you for the follow, Ivan. Appreciate it. Yeah, so this thing lasts for um, for maybe a day or two. And then all these, let me just pause this. There we go. All these uh, leaves, all these petals drop within one day. Again, maybe two days, they will all be done. And you'll just have the uh, the pod with the seeds inside. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's sad, but it's absolutely beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. All right. Now here's the last one I wanted to share with you before we get on to some fun. Here we go. Let's move this back over again. This literally was like three or four hours ago, literally three or four hours ago. Our little girl, Hang on, since you can't hear it anyway, I'm going to mute the sound. That's me. And look, I am wearing pants, one of the rare occasions. So we were at Dessa Park City, and uh, we had a great time with uh, Miko. Whoops, hold on. There we go. Um, she loves it there. There's a huge park outside, and the mall, which is full of restaurants and shops, allows dogs, allows pets to come in, which is so cool. I mean, you you know, you pick up after your pet, you take care of them, everything. But that's uh, <clears throat> that's little Miss Miko having a great time out. And she met so many great people while we were out. I won't bore you with this whole long video. I'll just play parts of it as we go. And then as, as we were out here on the uh, exterior of the mall, 
a couple of ladies looked like maybe a mother-daughter combination. She's everybody's always a little leery of her. They don't know if she bites or not, but she loves people and other animals and dogs. She absolutely loves to socialize. Check this out. Um, and she loves the attention. So they, they always ask first. They're like, uh, you know, oh, does she bite? Is it okay if I pet her? And I'm like, absolutely. She'll eat you alive in a good way. Um, so, and this lady uh, told me she has a Sheba. Uh, about two, I think she said it was two, two plus years old. Um, so she's, uh, she's got her own Sheba. So that was, uh, that was Miko's adventure out at Dessa Park City. She, she really had a great time, enjoyed it. A lot of fun. Yeah. And that's the fat host of your show. I'm not wearing pants, wearing pants. <laughs> um, and all right, we'll do it this way. I gotta, sorry, I gotta move the thing back over again. Take a look at this. Is this a Lion King pose or what? She's gotten so good at jumping up on things now in a good way. She'll jump up on the park bench. Uh, she'll jump up in our lap when we're sitting outside. So this is Miko in her Lion King pose. Uh, she, uh, yeah, check that out. She loves it. And I noticed too, she always looks for the, the high spot. I think that's part of because they were used for hunting small game. And I think one of the reasons she likes to get up in someplace high is because she loves looking out over. That's likely how they used to hunt. They would look down over the field, see what they could see, and then go after whatever they were trying to kill. Um, we also went into, uh, uh, I think it's called Pet Lovers. Is it? And uh, they, they welcome dogs in the store. This, it's so cool there at Dessa Park City. And thank you to the management and the folks at Dessa Park City for what you do. It is truly amazing. Um, so, yeah, she had a great time. Uh, there's the dynamic duo picking out a new dog bone. <laughs> and, of course, it's decorated up for Chinese New Year. So, um, so there we were striking a pose. And, yes, you're right, Mohanad. She is incredibly happy. She uh, she thoroughly enjoys herself. Look at that face. Look at that face. <laughs> She's amazing. She really is. We had a great, great time. All right. So that's why I said we were doing uh, Miko Review tonight, or Miko Watch, <laughs> as we call it. All right. She's such a joy. She brings such joy into our lives, honest to God. All right. As you know, we are uh, we are starting a new book tonight, and I think it's time to get into it. And in fact, I checked this out in the beginning. The first chapter is very long. It's Alice in Wonderland, the book that we're going to start tonight um, by Lewis Carroll. <coughs> I think I called him Carol Lewis in the beginning. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, TV sitcom actor. Starring Carol Lewis as whoever. Um, Yes, you're right, Invis Toby. She's a happy pup. So anyway, uh, Project Gutenberg, uh, which is gutenberg.org online. You can find public domain books there, all the classics. It's incredible. Hundreds, if not thousands of titles. You can download them, ebooks, text files, Word docs, uh, in whatever format and uh, read them in your in your spare time uh it's a great source and if you if you'd like you can also donate to project gutenberg we thank them very much for this these are uh, books that are in the public domain so we will not get 
sued for copyright for performing them. Um, yeah, I know. But technically, even reading a book on camera, on a live stream, is considered a performance. So there you go. But these are public domains, and so we're able to, uh, we're able to do that. So we're going to get right into it. It's uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Uh, only, let's see, 10, only 12 chapters in this book, but they're not all this long, but the first chapter is very long. So let's get started. Uh, grab a cup of coffee, another glass of wine, whatever it is that you, uh, you do to relax, and I will do my best to entertain you with Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, Chapter 1, Down the Rabbit Hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank, and of having nothing to do. Once or twice she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. And what is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures? or conversations. So she considered in her own mind, as well as she could, for the hot day made her feel very sleepy and stupid, whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies while suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. There was nothing so very remarkable in that, nor did Alice think it so very much out of the way to hear the rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be late. When she thought it over afterwards, it occurred to her that she ought to have wondered at this, but at the time, it all seemed quite natural. But when the rabbit actually took a watch out of its waistcoat pocket and looked at it, and then hurried on, Alice started to her feet, for it flashed across her mind that she had never before seen a rabbit with either a waistcoat pocket or a watch to take out of it. And burning with curiosity, she ran across the field after it, and fortunately was just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole under the hedge. In another moment, down went Alice after it, never once considering how in the world she was going to get out again. The rabbit hole went straight on like a tunnel for some way, and then dipped suddenly down, so suddenly, that Alice had not a moment to think about stopping herself before she found herself falling down a very deep well. Either the well was very deep, or she fell very slowly, for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and to wonder what was going to happen next. First, she tried to look down and make out what she was coming to, but it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked at the sides of the well and noticed that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves, here and there she saw maps and pictures hung upon pegs. She took down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed it. It was labeled orange marmalade, but to her great disappointment, 
it was empty. Now, she did not like... She did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody underneath. She did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody underneath, so she managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she fell past it. Well, thought Alice to herself, after such a fall as this, I shall think nothing of tumbling downstairs. How brave they'll all think me at home. Why, I wouldn't say anything about it, even if I fell off the top of the house, which was very likely true. Down, down, down. Would the fall never come to an end? I wonder how many miles I've fallen by this time, she said aloud. I must be getting somewhere near the center of the earth. Let me see, that that would be four thousand miles down, I think. For, you see, Alice had a learnt, had learned several things of this sort in her lessons in the schoolroom. And though this was not a very good opportunity for showing off her knowledge, as there was no one around to listen to her, still it was good practice to say it over. Yes, uh, that was about the right distance, but then I wonder what latitude and longitude I've got to. Alice had no idea what latitude was, or longitude either, but thought they were nice, grand words to say. Presently, she began again. I wonder if I shall fall right through the earth. How funny it'll seem to come out among the people that walk with their heads downward. The antipathis, I think. She was rather glad there was no one listening this time, as it didn't sound at all like the right word. Uh, But I shall have to ask them what the name of the country is, you know. Uh, Please, ma'am, is this New Zealand or Australia? And she tried to curtsy as she spoke. Fancy curtsying as you're falling through the air. Do you think you could manage it? And what an ignorant little girl she'll think me for asking. No, it'll never do to ask. Perhaps I shall see it written up somewhere. Down, down, down. There was nothing else to do. So Alice soon began talking again. Dinah'll miss me very much tonight, I should think. Dinah was the cat. I hope they'll remember her saucer of milk at tea time. Dinah, my dear, I wish you were down here with me. There are no mice in the air, I'm afraid, but you might catch a bat, and that seems very much like a mouse. You know, uh, do cats eat bats, I wonder? And here Alice began to get rather sleepy, and went on saying to herself in a dreamy sort of way, Do cats eat bats? Do cats eat? Bats? And sometimes, do bats eat cats? For, you see, as she couldn't answer either question, it didn't much matter which way she put it. She felt that she was dozing off, and had just begun to dream that she was walking hand in hand with Dinah, and saying to her very earnestly, Now, Dinah, tell me the truth. Did you ever eat a bat? When suddenly, thump! Thump! Down she came upon a heap of sticks and dry leaves. The fall was over. Alice was not a bit hurt, and she jumped up on her feet in a moment, and she looked up, but it was all dark overhead. 
Before her was another long passage, and the white rabbit was still in sight, hurrying down it. There was not a moment to be lost. Away went Alice like the wind, and was just in time to hear it say, as she turned a corner, Oh, my ears and whiskers, how late it's getting! She was close behind it when she turned the corner, but the rabbit was no longer to be seen. She found herself in a long, low hall, which was lit up by a row of lamps hanging from the roof. There were doors all around the hall, but they were all locked. And when Alice had been all the way down one side and up the other, trying every door, she walked sadly down the middle, wondering how she was ever going to get out again. Suddenly, she came upon a three-legged table, all made of solid glass. There was nothing on it except a tiny golden key, and Alice's first thought was that it might belong to one of the doors in the hall. But, alas, either the locks were too large or the key was too small, but at any rate, it would not open any of them. However, on the second time round, she came upon a low curtain she hadn't noticed before, and behind it was a little door about fifteen inches high. She tried the little golden key in the lock, and to her great delight, it fitted. Alice opened the door and found that it led into a small passage, not much larger than a rat hole. She knelt down and looked along the passage into the loveliest garden you have ever seen. How she longed to get out of that dark hall and wander around among the beds of bright flowers and those cool fountains, but she could not even get her head through the doorway. And even if my head would go through, thought poor Alice, it would be of very little use without my shoulders. Oh, how I wish I could shut up like a telescope. I think I could if, if I only knew how to begin. For you see, so many out-of-the-way things had happened lately, and Alice had begun to think that very few things indeed were really impossible. There seemed to be no use in waiting by the little door, so she went back to the table, half hoping she might find another key on it, or at any rate a book of rules for shutting people up like telescopes. This time she found a little bottle on it, which certainly was not here before, said Alice, and round the neck of the bottle was a paper label, and the words, Drink Me, beautifully printed, in large letters. It was all very well to say, Drink Me, but the wise little Alice was not going to do that in a hurry. No, I'll look first, she said, and see whether it's marked poison or not, for she had read several nice little histories about children who got burnt and eaten up by wild beasts and other pleasant things and unpleasant things, all because they would not remember the simple rules their friends had taught them, such as, that a red-hot poker will burn you if you hold it for too long, and that if you cut your finger very deeply with a knife, it usually bleeds. And she had never forgotten that if you drink much from a bottle marked poison, it is almost certain to disagree with you sooner 
or later. However, this bottle was not marked poison. So Alice ventured to taste it, and finding it very nice, in fact, it had, in fact, a sort of mixed flavor of cherry tart, custard, pineapple, roast turkey, toffee, and hot buttered toast. So soon, very soon, she had finished it off. What a curious feeling, said Alice. I must be shutting up like a telescope. And so it was indeed. She was now only ten inches high, and her face brightened up at the thought that she was now the right size for going through the little door into that lovely garden. First, however, she waited for a few minutes to see if she was going to shrink any further. She felt a little nervous about this, for it might end, you know, said Alice to herself, in my going out altogether like a candle. I wonder what I would be like then. And she tried to fancy what the flame of a candle is like after the candle's blown out, for she could not remember ever having seen such a thing. After a while, finding that nothing more happened, she decided on going into the garden at once. But alas, poor Alice, when she got to the door, she found she'd forgotten the little golden key. And when she went back to the table for it, she found she could not possibly reach it. She could see it quite plainly through the glass, uh, but she tried her best to climb up one of the legs of the table. It was too slippery. And when she tried, had tired herself out with trying, the poor little girl sat down and cried. Come on, there's no use crying like that, said Alice to herself rather sharply. I advise you to leave this minute. She generally gave herself very good advice, though she very seldom followed it, and sometimes she scolded herself so severely as to bring tears into her eyes, and once she remembered trying to box her own ears for having cheated herself in a game of croquet she was playing against herself. For this curious child was very fond of pretending to be two people. Well, it's no use now, thought poor Alice, to pretend to be two people. Why, there's hardly enough of me to make one respectable person. Soon her eye fell on a little glass box that was lying under the table. She opened it, and she found in it a very small cake, on which the words, Eat Me, were beautifully marked in currants. Well, I'll eat it, said Alice, and if it makes me grow larger, I can reach the key, and if it makes me grow smaller, I can creep under the door. So either way, I'll get into the garden, and I don't care what happens. She ate a little bit, and said anxiously to herself, Which way? Which way? Holding her hand on the top of her head to feel which way she was growing. And she was quite, quite surprised to find she remained the same size, to be sure. This generally happens when one eats cake, but Alice had gotten so much in the way of expecting nothing but out-of-the-way things to happen that it seemed quite dull and stupid for life to go on in the common way. So she set to work and very soon finished off the cake. 
And that's chapter one. <laughs> that was fun. I like the way this is written. I'll be honest with you. I have never read Alice in Wonderland. And uh, the, the, the style of the writing um, is cool. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Next time, next stream, which will be on Tuesday night, we will move on to chapter two. And that chapter is called The Pool of Tears. We'll get to that next time on I'm Not Wearing Pants. Um, cool. I love this book. Thank you. Thank you. It was a chaotic robot, I believe, who suggested we do that, among a couple of other people who wrote in and, and voted for Alice in Wonderland. So, yeah, um, we just started uh, Kiwi, Alice in Wonderland tonight. That was chapter one. And uh, we'll, it's only 12 chapters. So for 12 streams, we'll be uh, ending our stream <clears throat> with another chapter in the book. So that will be fun. We will get through it, I promise you. One way or the other. <laughs> um, oh, what should the tag be? I don't know. Let's leave it up to the people out there. I've got 11 different people watching me in different uh, formats, whether it's Facebook Live or YouTube or uh, Twitch.tv. Last time, of course, we did lions and tigers and satellites, right? Hmm. So we need an Alice in Wonderland hashtag. We need something... Uh, Something creative. I can't think. I'm usually pretty good at this. I can't come up with something. Alice in the stream? <laughs> like islands in the stream? No. Uh, I don't know. But you know what? Come up with whatever you want. Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Uh, that'll work. And then we'll put it out there. Make sure you hashtag... Uh, Whatever, whatever chaotic comes up with for that. That'll be fun. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up uh, yet another stream. It's Saturday night. I'm going to clock out just a little bit early tonight. Got a few things to do. And then we will uh, pay you to read my daughter's bedtime stories, David. <laughs> well, if she goes to bed this late, although, you know, after the stream, you can watch the... Uh, you can watch the stream. So if you forward up to the chapter part, I'm sure she doesn't hear me complaining about drug prices and uh, and cancel culture. But you could always take it. And by the way, David, hello. Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining in. Be sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, good to see you, David. Um, indeed. Uh, yeah. See, Mohanad, I can't think of anything either for a hashtag. I'm sure there's a good one out there. But anyway, you can you can watch this stream. It doesn't have to be while I'm live. They're all there on Facebook. They're there on my YouTube channel. On twitch.tv, Jay Sheldon, no pants. Uh, they, I think they last for about a week or two, and then they slowly disappear. The, the oldest ones go away. The newest ones are always there. But you can always move it up to the part where I start the book, and then you can just play that for your daughter as her bedtime story. But you know what? Don't do that. Read your daughter bedtime stories and enjoy it. There is nothing like reading. And in fact, hopefully get to the time where maybe she can read you a bedtime story. That would be the cool part. Take the time. Spend with your daughter. 
and read, read to them. She's a big girl. She can handle it. Good to hear. <laughs> All right. The Wanderings of Alice. Not too bad. I'm sure you'll come up with something. All right, guys. Thank you very much for watching in tonight and uh, listening in. We will uh, we'll be back on Tuesday night with another uh, rant and rave and sharing Facebook bits. And I don't know. We'll find more things to bitch about, I'm sure. And, of course, Chapter 2 in Alice in Wonderland. I thank you so much for liking, sharing, commenting, subscribing. Please twitch.tv, subscribe, Facebook, like and follow, share, and uh, YouTube, Jay Sheldon's YouTube channels, where you'll find our third uh, triple cast location, and you can subscribe there too. Appreciate it all. In the meantime, until next Tuesday, I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night. Yo.